Okay, good morning. Today's share should be for continued Bakasha from Kadesh Baruch. We should continue to watch over our brothers and sisters in Israel. All the captives should be retained, uh, returned safe and Amen. unharmed. And Kadesh Baruch should uh, ultimately uh, decide that, that we are the victors and, and uh, eradicate all the uh, Hamas and the Mamzerim of the world. Okay. Um, so we were in the middle of yesterday, very, it's going to be hard to pick up from the excitement that we were in the middle of yesterday discussing the, uh, the story of Rabbi Lezabrin Horkinus, how great he was, and now this, we, what led us to this, uh, to this uh, joyride through Shas, we'll see some more Gemaras today, was that he was put in Cherem. Or was he put in Cherem? That's the Machlokas, right? So we say Rabbi Lezer Shamusi, Rabbi Horkinus was a Shamusi. He was, depends, does that mean he was put in Cherem? Or does that mean he was from the Talmidim of Beis Shammai? Had a couple requests yesterday uh, offline to uh, speak more about Releza ben Horkinus and to give more Gemaras about him. So <clears throat> with that in mind, we'll continue this and we'll give a little more uh, stories about him. <clears throat> but just to pick off where we left yesterday, so after he was informed by his Talmud, Rabbi Yekiva, that he was put in Cherem, it says that he went, he, he tore his clothes, he sat down, and he started to cry, Rabbi Eliezer. And it says that one, of, one third of the world's produce was affected, the wheat, the olives, even the, the, the dough that women were baking while it was in their hands, and they were kneading the dough, uh, it became rancid, and wherever Rabbi Eliezer fixed his eyes and gazed upon, it burned. So when we start to f- discuss this, the Gemara continues, Afra even Rabbi Gamliel, his brother-in-law, who was traveling by boat, uh, had a big a tsunami, a big wave threatened to go ahead and, and overtake the boat and cause it to capsize. So he dove into one of the most famous tefillahs. He says, Rabbi Gamliel turns to the Shemayim and he says, Ribona Shalolam, Kodesh Barucho, you should know that when I went ahead and put my brother-in-law in Cherem, Rabbi Elezer in Cherem, we're going to be on Yutesa Ahmed Aleph for a little bit longer, and then towards the bottom. But he says, um, you should know, says Rabbi Gamliel, that when I did it, when I put my brother-in-law, the great Rabbi Lezab in Horkinos, who the, the Mishnah says in uh, Parag Beis, Allah HaChest, that he's a borsich, ain't, doesn't lose a drop. He's like a cistern that's plastered, that doesn't lose one drop of water. When he gets the Torah, he holds on to it. He's stronger. If you compare him to all the other Chachamim in his generation, he will outweigh them. He will, he's smarter than all of them combined. <clears throat> the fact that he put wasn't in order to preserve your your honor so that so that there will not be in Israel. if you have anarchy in Halacha, then it's not going to lead to uh, the Chachamim being respected. Nachayam Mizafo. So the the uh, the sea calmed down from its rage and the big wave went away. So it says. So it turns out that Ima Shalom the Bissid of Lezer after Rabbi We start to talk about that Ima Shalom was the sister of Rabbi Gamliel and the wife of Rabbi Rabbi Lezer. So she said to him from that day time. She never left her husband alone to go and say Tachnun. When you say Tachnun. You're, you're pouring your heart out, heart out to Akadosh Baruch Hu. She was afraid that he would resent his brother-in-law, Rabbi Gamliel. And since Rabbi Lezim Horkinus was the, the god of Rabbi Horkinus, his tefillahs would be listened to. And God forbid, her brother, meaning Rabbi Lezim's brother-in-law, Rabbi Gamliel, as a result of him being the Nasi and um, giving his approval to the, uh, the Cherem, that he would be killed. Meaning that uh, Rabbi Lezim would die, would pray for the death of 
Uh, not necessarily pray for the death of, but we'll approve of it. it because he was so upset how he was treated. So either she left him alone accidentally because for the tefillah, thinking it was a two-day yante, Rosh Chodesh, when it wasn't, and there was no Rosh Chodesh, or someone came to the door and Ani came and she left him, and at that time he went ahead and he said Tachnun. The Gemara continues. So so she returned from answering the doorbell for the onion, giving him tzedakah. She came back and she saw that he had actually was doing tachnun. Get up, you killer, you murderer of my brother. At that time, all of a sudden, she heard the shofar from the house of Rabbi Gamliel, which was a sign that someone just died. So clearly, just from the fact, as soon as he put his head down to say, to say tachnun, she comes in and realizes what went on. She calls him a killer without even knowing this is before she said this, a few seconds before she hears the shofar go off as a sign of, of someone who was nifter. He says to her, how did you know? How do you know that uh, Rabbi Gamliel died? This is what I learned from my father. All the gates of HaKadosh Baruch are closed, are shemaim, are locked, except those who daven for the victims of those who were maligned, who were slandered. Mistreated, and since you are one of the ones who are maligned, then the Shari Shemaim are still open to you, and therefore I knew that your Tfilas would be chal, and therefore I knew how you would, how my brother would, uh, would die as a result of this. Now, <clears throat> it's interesting to note that even after being excommunicated, Rabbi Lezim and Horkinus went, the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin that he went to Lod, he opened up a yeshiva in Lod, and even he had plenty of Talmidim who followed him to Lod. So there were, there were plenty of. Uh, and, and the Gemara says, by the way, that um, in the place of Rabbi Yezer, they still followed his halacha. So even though he was Bunecherim, in his place where he was the Rosh Hashiva, they still followed his halacha. Now here's an amazing Gemara, that's the, that's the uh, punchline, the end of all this Cherem. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Samaches, relates as follows. Kishachol Rabbi Yezer, when Rabbi Yezer was sick, his final days, years after he was Bunecherim. Nichnasu Rabbi Kiva v'chayveru v'levakro. So Rabbi Kiva and his, and his friend, again, Rabbi Kiva was his Talmud Mufak. Rabbi Kiva was the main Talmud of Rabbi Lezim and Horkinus. And it says, Nichnasu Rabbi Kiva v'chayveru levakro. They came to visit him. He was on his deathbed. They came to pay their final, final respects. Hu Yoshe v'kinev shalov v'hein Yoshe v'mekratu shalov. So he sat on his bed a little far, farther away, at least Dalet Amos, because he was in the Cherem. And they sat on, on, on their chairs. V'osu ha'yom erv Shabbos haya. V'nichnas... So what happens is, it was Erev Shabbos, this day that Rabbi Kiva and his friends came to visit. I'm reading in a different Gemara, in Sanhedrin. The day that Rabbi Eliezer was, was, uh, was very, very sick, they came to visit him, it was Erev Shabbos. And Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkinus, and his son was also Horkinus. Horkinus was named after his, his, his grandfather. So his son Horkinus comes to Erev Shabbos to take off the tefillin off his father. His father was in the stomach too sick. He was very feeble. He didn't have the strength to take off his own tefillin. So his son came Erev Shabbos a minute to Shabbos. Garbo v'yatza ben Azifa. His father, Rabbi Lezben Horkinus, yelled at his son, berated him. So Horkinus, his son, comes out to Rabbi Kiva and the friend says, you know what? My father is very confused. He's not in a state of mind. To go and he's not meant as compass right now. It doesn't uh, it, it, compass meant this. It doesn't really meant this He doesn't have. He's not. Uh, he's not sound of sound mind. Don't go in. When Rebelezer heard him say this, he says, "What are you talking about? I'm completely. I'm completely um, lucid. The reason why I'm yelling at you when you take me off my tefillin a minute before Shabbos 
No, no, no. He's saying to his son, Lezabinarka says to your son, No, you and your mother are confused. Why? You're worried about me taking off tefillin. Wearing tefillin on Shabbos is an Isra What you should be doing right now is cover Shabbos, preparing for Shabbos, so you don't have to cook on Shabbos. Those are all going to be Isuri Daraisa. You're worried about me taking off tefillin. Worst case scenario, wearing tefillin on Shabbos is a Dirabanan. But you're gonna you're worried about me taking off tefillin. Why you should be preparing with your mother for Shabbos? So when the Chachamim Rabbi Kiva heard the Svara from the other room coming out, he says he's completely lucid. So they went in to see him. Once all Rabbi Kiva and his colleagues saw that Rabbi Lezim and Horkinus was still of sound mind, they went into his room to visit him. He was on his deathbed. They went. They made sure to stay in Dalan Amos away. Amar Lei, listen to this amazing Amar Lama Bats Amar Lei. Why are you coming to me now? So Amr Lei Limo Torah Banu, we we came to learn Torah from you. Amr Lei Bat Achshav Limo Labatim, very good. You didn't come to me for the last twenty years. Now you're coming to learn Torah. You put me in Chayim. Since time to put me in Chayim, no one came, including you, Rekiva, my Talmud Muvak. And now you're coming to see me. Amr Lei Lo Hayu Lano Panai. What are they going to say? They, we didn't have time. We're going to say you're you're put in Chayim. We weren't allowed to see you. So they gave a feeble answer. They gave uh, we didn't have time. <coughs> He looked at all of them. He said, I wonder if you guys are going to die a natural death. So great is your punishment for not coming to see me and to learn Torah. From the Mayan Amazgaber, from, from me. And he wasn't saying it as, as, uh, as a Balgaiva, but, right, that you're not going to die a natural death. says, What about my? What do you see in, my, in, in, in the crystal ball? What's my uh, future? Yours will be the worst of all their deaths. In Kachava, right? They took uh, iron, iron combs, Yimachshimum, the Romans. Uh, sorry, Magmakos. They took him and they, Shalbarzel, uh, and, they, and they, they combed him. Notos stays Rosov. So he continues. Rebbe Lezer takes his two arms. Vinich and Aliba puts both of his arms on his heart. Omar, he says to them, Oy lachem stays Rosov. Woe to you, my two hands. That are like the he says the two that, that these these two arms are now like the Torah scrolls. When you roll them up, it's being closed. Now that I'm dying and I'm taking all the Torah with me, my hands are being like the Torah scrolls. I'm taking all with me. I learned so much from Marabanim and I didn't detract from them at all. Right, that's the the koach of Esh. Right, fire you could take. You can make from one flame a hundred fires. You don't detract it off from the first flame. It says, I took, learned so much from my Rabbanim, and I didn't detract from them at all. But for me, my Talmidim took a little bit of lipstick from a big paint, a big tube of paint. They took a tiny, tiny bit. How much Torah could have been gained had you come the last 20 years? So they left. Obviously, they were all dejected. They left. Gemara continues. So Rebbe Kiva was not present at the time of his Rebbe's death, so Lezabin Horkness. After getting that bavashing, they left. So it turns out, we discussed this when we were doing Makos, that he heard that his Rebbe died, and there was a massive funeral procession from Kesaria to Lod. And he says, When Rebbe Kiva heard that his Rebbe died, he started to mutilate himself. He started to pound himself so much that he started to bleed. And we know there's a halacha that one is not allowed to go ahead and to cause any... Those, uh, that's Ketovos that's, HaGoyim, right? We're not allowed to go ahead. It's, it's 
were not allowed to go ahead and to, they used to mutilate their body when the, one of their relatives died. So we discussed in Marcos how this, and Tosos gives an answer, he wasn't so much uh, mourning uh, Rabbi Lezer, but rather the Torah, the loss of Torah that he had. The Gemara says in the end of the end of Yerushalmi Sota in, in the last parak, parak Vav, the last parak, sorry, parak test, the last parak of Sota, that when each of the Tanarm left, something died with them. And they say when Rabbi Lezer ben Horkinus died, Nigna Sifre Chachma, that the Sefer Chachma was buried with him. That's how great he was. He was a, the Gemara in Sota compares him when he died, he was a walking Torah scroll, as if a Torah scroll was burnt, as if a Torah, a Torah itself was lost when Rabbi Lezer ben Horkinus died. That's how great he was. So he, he wasn't mourning the fact that Rabbi Lezer, the person, died, but rather Rabbi Lezer, the, the, the bottomless pit of Torah, died, and what it represented. So he wasn't over in uh, In any event, <clears throat> listen to what he says. He says, so, and he started to bleed, and then he says, Omar, and he yells out, Avi, Avi, Rechev Yisrael, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel. This is Rabbi Akiva saying as the as the, um, uh, the, the group of people are walking by, um, part of the procession, the, the funeral procession, I'm a money changer, and I have tons of dollars to exchange. But I have no money changer to give them to. In other words, I have so many shilos yet to ask, and there's no one who can answer me. Turns out, by the way, that Rabbi Lezer <coughs> was known to have his biggest bar plukta, the one who he always argued the most throughout Shas, He's mentioned, by the way, more than 300 times in Mishnayis, throughout Shas, with Lezvan Harkonos. 300 times he is quoted. That is obscene. I'll tell you the greatness of him, and he was put in Cherem. Rabbi Lezvan ben, ben Harkonos, his biggest bar plucked is Rabbi Yeshua. We saw yesterday that when he said that the wall should cave in, Rabbi Yeshua told the walls, butt out. His, he also argued a lot with his brother-in-law, Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel, who was the Nasi. And he also argued, Rabbi Kiva was also argued with him a lot, or he argued, was, was his Talmud Muvak. Again, all for the Shem Shemayim, but it's just interesting. So this was the great, 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 the great uh, Rabbi Lezer. And one more story, and we'll put this all together. The Gemara also discusses, that Gemara says in Tainus Daf Chafhei, we said, Chafhei Daf Beis. Uh, I'm in Beis. The whole thing is just pathetically like sad. Like, I mean, it's like just hard to listen to. You died in Cherem. You got these 20 years. I don't know exactly how long it was, and, but... All right, so this is what the. <clears throat> so stick stick around. We're going to try to answer that. <clears throat> so I try not to just give the questions. Hopefully, we give the answers may be not, not so uh, palatable, but at least we give some kind of, even if it's a feeble answer. So the Gemara discusses, and we said, <clears throat> what is Rebbe Lezer Shamusi? Throughout Shas, we know Rebbe Lezer was a Shamusi. He was either means he was Punacherim, or he was from the Talmudim of Beishamai. So Gemara and Tainus Tavchav Beis says as follows: Tonu Rabban and Meisav Lezer Shagazos Shloshes Tait Tanias Lotzibur Leir Dikshamim. There was Tainus discusses all the Masechus Tainus discusses the way to go ahead and to to dive into Hashem if we are in need of something. If there's a drought, whatever it is, Tanesim, the level of Tanesim, then we up it, we step it up, diving so on and so forth. So Lezer, because there was a drought, decreed thirteen Tainios on on Bnei on, on Amisrov Lo Yar Dikshamim. Bachronim Neschilo Hatzibur Lotzeis. So at the end, after nothing happened, they were, they were congregating, nothing happened, they all start to leave. Amr lahem, the kantem kvarm 
If you're leaving now without davening, have you already dug your graves? Meaning you're, you're, you're leaving without doing anything further and we still don't have rain, then you're basically sealing your own fate. So, go, go, that statement from Elizabeth and Horkin has caused the entire nation to go ahead and cry and dive into Hashem, and the rain started. The Gemara continues, Shuv, my son, another happened. Listen to the story, another happening. My son, Elizabeth, went ahead and was the Chazan. He's diving 24 brachos to a Baruch that rain should fall, and he was not listened to. Yard Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva then ascended the bima after Elizabeth failed, quote unquote. Avinu Malkenu, listen if this sounds familiar. Now we'll know who the author of Avinu Malkenu was. Avinu Malkenu ain't lono melcha says Rabbi Kiva. Avinu Malkenu, our father, our king, we have no, ain't lono Avinu, we have no one else to look to. Who else do you want us to cry to? We need rain. Who else? Avinu Malkenu, the man chorachemilinu, for your sake, have pity on us. This is Rabbi Kiva. Now we know where Avinu Malkenu comes from. So rain started to fall after Rabbi Kiva's tefillah, not after Rabbi Eliezer, his Rebbe. So obviously, what do Jews talk? They always talk slander. Oh, it must be Rabbi Kiva is much greater than Rabbi Eliezer. Here we witness Rabbi Eliezer got up to Davin. Nothing happened. His Talmud, Rabbi Kiva, gets up. Boom, the skies open up. Yotzda Baskol, the second time we're seeing a Baskol come out to defend Rabbi Eliezer and Horkness. We saw yesterday with the Tano Shalachnoi, when the Kodesh Baruch Hu says about he's listening, he's right. It is Tar. Yeshua gets up, Yeshua, the one who argues with him, says, Tar Loba Shemaimi. Don't get involved in Kaddish Baruch Hu. Now, Yatzda Baskover Amra, Lumpi Shizeh You guys, lest you think that Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Yezer, says the Baskol. Ela Shizeh Mavri Al-Midosov, Eno Mavri Al-Midosov. No, there's nothing to do with that Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Yezer. It's just that Rabbi Yezer is more of a formidable personality. He's not so forgiving. He's not so uh, warm and fuzzy. Whereas Rabbi Akiva is warm and fuzzy. The, the Rishonim explained what's meant by that. It's meant that this is la halacha. If you understand that Rabbi Lezer is a shamusi, why do we paskin like Rabbi Beishami over Beishilal? The Gemara in Erevin Daf Yud Gimel tells us Beishilal had much. What, what did I say? Very good. You're listening. Good. Right. So why do we paskin like Beishilal over Beishami? Because Beishilal had better ben adam lechaveiro. They weren't as makbid in general on, on their kavod. The Gemara says also in Shabbos Daf Lamed Aleph when we have someone this ger came. And remember we said this person wanted to anger Hillel, and he came, Erev Shabbos, stupid questions. Why are the people in Africa's feet wide? He says, because they have to walk through swamps. Why are their eyes like this? Erev Shabbos, he called him out of the shower four times. Right? Rabbi Lezer's, Rabbi, uh, his, his, um, he was much more of an onav. Beishamai was much, not just Beishamai, Shammai himself was much stricter, not because he was makbed in his own kavod. He was makbed on the kavod of a Baruch He thought that if he let people embarrass him and mock him, it was a slight to the, the Kavodah Torah. So this, <clears throat> so the Rishonim explained, it's not that Rabbi Lezer was less great than Rabbi Kiva in Torah knowledge. It's because he was a much less forgiving person because he was also in the, in the traditional, uh, yes, Shita, uh, Beishamai, uh, that you have to hold, you, hold yourself in high regard if you are a walking Sefer Torah. It's not for, like Rabbi Gamliel said. So Beishamai, <clears throat> so Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer wasn't, when he was so makbed on his kavod, wasn't his makbed on his own kavod, he was makbed on his kavod because it represented, he was a tamachacham representing, he was the ambassador of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, uh, in, this, in this world. <clears throat> so we saw two twice already that a Kodesh Baruch Hu comes out to defend Rabbi Eliezer Horkness. This is the greatness of Rabbi Eliezer Horkness, mentioned 300 times. He's, he's equal to the, all the other chachamim, says Perkei in his time. 
And yet, yet, possibly, he was, he was pointing to many, we showed him, Shamusi doesn't mean Beishamai, there's a Tom Beishamai, it actually means that he's putting Cherem. So how are we to understand this? How are we to understand this? So the truth is, the Gemara says right here, anyone who's Mazalzel B'chavod Chachamim gets Cherem. What do you mean he was Mazalzel B'chavod Chachamim? How is he Mazalzel them? So the Ramban takes a very, very, very harsh approach. The Ramban, in Bametziah Daf Nuntes, says... Now, first of all, there are two different levels of cherem. There's something called nidoy. Nidoy is a much, much, much lower level of cherem. Cherem, or berchu, the Lashon of berchu, which they hear is cherem, is a much higher level. It's a much stricter level of, uh, of degree of, of excommunication. Says Rashi, Tosos, and the Ritva all say that he was on the lower level of cherem. The Ramban says they put Rav Lezmerkos on the highest level. Why? Because he says as follows. <clears throat> Everything that the Chachamim were saying was based on Misora, on tradition. Rabbi Eliezer was basing it on logic. Logic is, it has its place in halacha, but with so many chachamim, it wasn't one against the one, it was once against many. When so many chachamim have a mesorah, it has to be that way. And he didn't stop. First he said, let the carob tree, let the river change its flow of direction, let the walls cave in. <clears throat> he wasn't, he should have taken the first hint. A baskol eventually came out. And then, right, but the baskol, he didn't call for the baskol, but but the first three things, he actually said, you know, let these things, and he wasn't relenting, he wasn't stopping. So it's interesting, the, the Ramban says that if he was living during the time of the Beis HaMikdash, he would have been deemed a Zakin Mamre. A Zakin Mamre is someone who actually leads the Am astray. And we discussed in Makos, there are only four cases where you get skila and you have to have Achraza. You have to actually announce to the public. It has to be a public viewing. When you stone a certain person, it has to be purposely, that the whole nation sees this as a deterrence. And Zakin Mamre is one of the four. What were the other ones? We had Zakin Mamre, Emesis, we had Ben Sora, Mora, and we had Aiden Zomin. So those four people, when you stone them, you actually have to be Machris in front of all of Ben Esau. And Zakin Mamre is one of them. So the Rabban says, it was so Chomer what he did, that he had he lived during the time of the Beis HaMikdash, he would have been deemed a Zakin Mamre. So now, and the, Ram- the Ramban proves, to your point now, Ron, the Ramban proves it had to be the higher level of, of Cherem, and not like Rashi, Tosos, and the Ritvos say it was a lower level of just Nidoy. Why? Because when someone's in Nidoy, you're still allowed to learn Torah with them. It's a much lower level. Only in Cherem are you not allowed to learn Torah. So from the fact, as Ron was bothered by, the fact that Rabbi Akiva and his Talmidim didn't come for so many years, says the Ramban, is a raya that it must have been the highest level of Cherem, not just the lower level, because the lower level of Cherem, you can still learn from him. So the fact that the, he was put in this higher level of Cherem, that's why Rabbi Kiva and, and his colleagues never came to learn Torah. I didn't say it was going to be, make you happy, but at least it's some answer. That, 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 that it's the highest level of, of, uh, of, yeah. of Cherem. Do we know many times Rabbi Kiva was mentioned in the, in the Mishnah's by, by We do, I, I don't, but I'm sure, I'm sure we do, but I, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. There's an amazing sefer that, that Art School put out the encyclo- the, uh, the introduction to the uh, to the Gemara. So um, they have and there each of the stories. A lot of this I got from there about Elizabeth and Horkinus. I'll look about Rebekah also. So just one last point. When did that come out? Three, four, five years ago. Excellent, excellent. Discusses every Amora, every Tana. Yeah, it's really amazing. Um, just last thing, Rabbi David Luria, the Radal, has a whole uh, sefer to defend the Rebbe Lezeb and Horkinus. 
Um, and he says the reason he he says that he was not putting cherem. David Luria or the Radal, very well known, says that it was really that he was a part of Beishamai. Chas Veshamai should think that someone that we we went through all of his accolades and his awards and his attributes that he would be put in cherem. He says the reason why um, he he was he was separated. No one to learn from him is just because. He was so strong and he was so opinionated that it would create machlokas. And exactly what Rabbi says, Shalom Yirbu Machlokas Bisrael. That's why. But what to think that someone of his stature, when a Baskal came and supported him, that he was put in Cherem, is, uh, is, is hard to understand. But his punishment makes sense in light of his greatness. Because he carried so much weight, when he went against all the Chachamim, people listened to him. People listened to him. It wasn't like if you have a featherweight going against the heavyweight, no one's going to listen to the featherweight. When you have the heavyweight of the heavyweights, all the rest are heavyweights combined, just equal him or still are below him, that's when you have to be concerned that people are going to follow the miut and not the rabim. So to his greatness, he was put in cherem, not cherem, but in solitude, because his weight carried so much weight, his opinion carried so much weight, even normally we, have, we follow yachid for rabim, karabim. In his case, because of his greatness, that was what David Luria says, caused them to be put aside, because when his logic would go ahead and overturn all the Masorah, people would turn to him. And that was what they're trying to do. If, you're not going to listen to the Chachamim, and that was what the concern was. Yes? No, either one. I was thinking that uh, it's such an important, powerful lesson that uh, not only for within the religious context of not having Machloket within you know, the dust, the religion, but personally, and in all interpersonal relationships, how important it is in a debate to try to not always be dead right. You know, we always, there's that conversation you're having and you're dug in and you need to be dead right. And it doesn't matter. 100%. You're, you're going down with your correctness, right? You're 100%. In every one of our relationships we have with our spouse or whatever else, and it's just, it's right here. Like, they say in every negotiation, if there's uh-huh. one winner and one loser, the only thing you can be sure about, you'll never negotiate with that person again. They'll never come to the table again. If, everyone th- if one person thinks they absolutely lost, they'll never come back to the table again. It's, yeah, you have to be able to listen to everybody, which is, it's whether it's true or not, whether it's true or not now, Yomak Shemam, the Hamas says, because they saw the strife between the, in the Israel society right now, they saw it as a weak point. So there's, the Torah, it's Chaim Milam but for those who grasp the Torah, it's a living Torah. The lessons that we can learn every day apply to us every day. This is not a, uh, a, an ancient document that lived 3,000 years ago, the Torah. We could apply everything today to what we learn. What you just said is, we, unfortunately, we're going to we saw it bear out today. Yeah. It's what I tell. The argument that the Radal is making, though, is kind of a knock on all the other Chachamim, because if his reasoning and logic is so strong that all the people are going to follow that opinion, then why wasn't it strong enough to convince the other Chachamim that he was correct? So this is a... Bring uh, them over to his side. Great question. This is a long... Uh, yeah. I'm certainly not the answer to the person that answers this. Rav Salavechik has a whole long thing what Mesorah means to, to, to Am Yisrael, to B'nai Yisrael. I, I, even the little that I remember from it, I can't... The, the long essay, <clears throat> I can't do justice uh, to his eloquence, but uh, the, the Mesorah has such a... is a paramount place. It's on the Mount Rushmore of, of, of Yadus. And sometimes even logic won't necessarily uproot Mesorah, that things that have been passed down from generation to generation. I hear what you're saying. It's not wrong. I, I, Again, based on logic, I it's think, not wrong. But I that's think, exactly what he was trying to I employ. think that the best example is the second day of, 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 of holiday, of Chag. The logic 
that we should not yeah. do it. But, no, but if he was such a great Talmud Chacham and he knows that Masora overrides logic, then he should also... It's right. The whole thing is hard to understand. It's, it's, it's very difficult to understand how... To think no, but that he it's would like be... today, you will come a gown and will say, we don't need to celebrate two, two days of holiday. It doesn't do. make sense. Do have it, but we do have because it. of the Masora. Exactly. That's the only reason. I not because it makes sense. That's reason enough now. So that's... that's <clears throat> Not what? That's, that's, that's exactly. Not to celebrate. If you celebrate one day, Ayala, then he will be put Ayala in jail. Ayala Israel's Chabad, he holds one day. Okay, let's go. Right during the Gemara. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's the story of Elizabeth Horkinus. <clears throat> Excuse me, a tremendous towering figure who, uh, interesting by the way, the Gemara re- re- relates that when he died, we're going to see this in Brachos Tavchav Ches. I'm going to give you a little bit of a preview, coming attractions. And a few Dapim later, nine Dapim later, the very end of his life, he was poskating Shilas until the day he died, and the last word he said was Tahor, and Rishua, his bar plukta, the one who argues the most, the most, says this is a proof that he was that his cherem uh, was lifted the second before he died because the last word he said was Tahor, and so Rabbi said, uh, Rabbi Shua said he, his need or his cherem was lifted, a little late, whatever. But uh, the bottom line is. Uh, we'll get to that, it's but like you can do Shula until your last day, you know. By the way, last said, Chabad, so Chabad's policy is Minhag Hamakam, which means the reverse is true as well. Well, if you're in Eretz Yisrael, of course you're old. I'm talking about, right, when you're in Eretz Yisrael, correct. If you, if you come to America, right, you're right, right, when, right, I'm talking about when he's in Eretz Yisrael, correct, correct. I'm saying, so it's, yeah, just, ju- I just want to uh, harp for one second on, on Jeff's point. We've said it very quickly, it's so true, though, the Gemara at the end of Yuma that discusses, are you allowed to be Mechal al-Shabbos for someone, um, for someone, if they're only going to live a few more minutes? And the Gemara says, Chalel Shabbos Harbe Basid. You're allowed to be Mechal Shabbos, someone, a building falls on someone, and you're going through the rubble. Are you allowed to do Malacha to save someone? And the Gemara there says, yes. Because if you save someone now, and you Mechal this Shabbos, you'll enable him to observe many more Shabbos. Chalel Shabbos there's a fascinating Me'iri there. I think it's the Me'iri of the Balamor. I don't remember. I think it's the Balamor. Who says, what Jeff just said, when you, even if you're going to save them for a few minutes, you know what it means when you say, Michal the Shabbos, lift the rubble, break the stones, use a crane, whatever it is to do, Michal Shabbos, so that to have many more Shabbosos, even if you can get him a few more minutes, they, the Rishon says, I'm not sure I don't remember, the Me'iri, the Balamor, says, in those few minutes, he could be Maharer B'tshuva, and be, have Charatah for all the Shabbat, so it was Mechalal in the past, and through those extra 15, 20, an hour, 60 minutes that you saved him, he will be Zochah to fulfill all the Shabbos in the past. So in Maharer B'tshuva, what you were just saying, that you can go ahead and you have the zchus, and you can be zochata having the schar of keeping all the shabbosos. If in the last few minutes before you die, you have charata. So interesting point. So, you know, even the last few minutes, you can, uh, you can. It wasn't him having charata, by the way. Rabbi Shua was saying about him. But yes, your point well taken. Okay, I want to really try to get through the Gemara because next week we're going to start. Uh, I like to start talking about uh, an amazing topic of, of. Um, uh, wearing shotness in 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 uh, in, uh, in public and uh, how it affects uh, really an amazing topic of um, <clears throat> all different things about uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you have to take account into your your friends into account 
No, 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 no. Um, oh my gosh. No, no, no. Oh my gosh. I'm having a total blank here. The Gemara discusses there of. In Chalk and Kavlarav. Guys, this is the most famous <laughs> phrase. This is the most famous <laughs> phrase. I'm having a total meltdown right now. Kavlarabrios. Sorry. Kavlarabrios. You have to take other people into account. Amazing sugyas next week. What it means to have Kavlarabrios. Uh, we'll discuss it next week. So let's at least finish the next uh, 10 lines so we can get to that and we can start fresh on Tuesday, Mr. Shem. So we are on now um, a few lines from the bottom of Yurtes Amud Aleph. Okay, so the Gemara discussed there. Okay, so let's see. We are uh, we are about 15 lines up. The first word on the line is... Um, Lefonov. Everyone see it? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen, yeah. seven, about seventeen lines. Gemara says. So we saw there were twenty-four cases where people in, in the Mishnah get Khairim, and we only found three. So the Gemara says, <clears throat> this case, I what about the case of Lazar was put in Khairim? The Gemara says that was not mentioned in the Mishnah. The story is mentioned in the Mishnah, but the fact that it's put in Khairim is not mentioned in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, where do you find the 24 cases? Rabbi Shubin Levi, Midama Milsa Lamilsa, Rabbi Lezer, Midama Milsa Lamilsa. No, Rabbi Shua says there are 24 cases. All it means is that he found in Mishnah 24 times where a Yochid went up against to be Machlokas, to argue with a Rabbim. And in those 24 cases, they really should get a Cherem, but the Mishnah never actually said it. Okay. Perfect. Gemara continues now. We finished that topic. No If you remember in the Mishnah, we we're talking about someone at time of funeral, those people, the pallbearers, the people who are Menachim Avel, do they say Kriya Shema? Do they not say Kriya Shema? Gemara, Mishnah, Gemara says, We never take out a mace when it's close to Zaman Kriya Shema because you ha- it's, it's, you're going to lose the time of Kriya Shema. So wait two minutes. We're not talking about tefillah here, because tefillah is Rabbanon. You don't take out a mace about two, three minutes, uh, whatever it is. If you ha- Just wait two, three, four, five minutes, and then take it out. What does it mean, so there's a, there's a possibility it means a half hour before the time. We know that because we say, Erev Pesach, Samach Leminchel, Yochel Adman Shatechshach. The Gemara Daf Tzadi Test, the first the first half of Arve Psachim discusses, and then we consider about a half hour. Don't eat, don't sit down to have some. Uh, when we were growing up, my grandmother Allah Shalom always used to make us liver and mashed potatoes Arab Pesach. So we'd all we'd all look forward to that all year. I had three brothers, and all four of us would fight over it. So, but you shouldn't have that Arab Pesach an hour, a half hour before because you're not going to have a teyavon for for the matzah. So. However, if you started in Mavsikin, if you started to take out the mace, it's a bizayon to the mace to take out the mace and then put it back in the in the hearse. You don't do that. Okay, so if you do that, once you start, you finish the process. Rav Yosef, they took him out. Gemara says, no, that's not B'Kavadik to keep Rav Yosef in the hearse. Rav Yosef, you take away, Rav Yosef was a great, great right? So you, 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 that's, that's, that's an exception, but normally you would. Gemara continues. We said that there are pole bears. Sometimes you have pole bears who do a second round. Your first one. So if the pole bear shalafneamita, So we said the ones who are before still are pata from kriyashma. The ones who have carried and will carry again are chayiv in kriyashma because they're not so nervous anymore. They've already did it once. They're not focused. Oh my God, am I going to drop it? Am I going to hold it correctly? If they already did it once and they have to carry it again, they're chayiv in kriyashma. But those that have never carried it and are are in line to carry it. Our pot of creation. The Gemara says, "Tamar banan oskim behespeid." Bismant. 
Yeah. Okay. So Torman Hoskin behesved bismancha hamesmutol fnei. If you are sitting in the house where the mace is, is is lying next to you and the hesped is going on, nishmatan echad echad v'karin. You leave one by one. Not all of you. Those who haven't read Kriyashma, you leave one by one. You don't get up. You don't get up all. You don't get up. You don't get up all at once because it's a bizayon to the mace. So you get up one at a time. One at a time you leave. Okay, they're having a share here, so I was asked to keep it a little, a little lower. If they think this is my loud, then I don't know. Ain't a mace mutal but if the mace is not there, let's say the mace is in a different house. The mace is not sitting next to you. Hen Then these mourners should quietly sit down and say, Kriyashma, Vu Yoshe But he, the mourner himself, the one who lost the relative, sits there quietly. He's part of from Kriyashma. Heim omdinu mispalin. They get up and say, feel up, because again, they're not bifne hames. He gets up, the, the, the mourner gets up and says, I had many sins. And you have not even repaid me one one thousandth of what you really owe me. Meaning, I'm, I should really get so much more onesh from you. And yet you've only given me, how, how tzaddik are you? How, how righteous are you? May be the will of you, says the mourner, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That you pierce, that you close the breaches in our gates. It sounds too relevant today. That you that you that you uh, close the the the, the um, holes, the breaches in our gates. Meaning, don't let us sin anymore. And you should do that and close it in a way with rachamim. So the Gemara says, Never should anyone give this tefillah. Why? This is what Ron said. Why would you go ahead and, and, and instigate the, the, the kategor? Why would you go into the mimkatri? The, the satan doesn't need any, uh, any uh, encouragement to ask the Kaddish Baruch Hu to punish us more. Why would you say you, you owe me ten times, a thousand times what you've given me? Amr of Yosef, my Korah, and I'll show you the proof of this. How do we know that Avtiv Tachfela Satan? Because the Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Kimat Sidom Hayinu, the Yidin said that we were so close, we were almost like Sidom. We, 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 we left the, the ways of the Torah so much that it's like we were almost like the people of Sidom. And you know what? Yeshaya answers them right after they say that. Mahadrlu, what does Yeshaya think? What does he say to them? Shimud Varshem, Kitsine Sidom. Listen to me, you, you officers of Sidom. They themselves label themselves as Sodom, and so Yeshaya takes the bait, and he calls them Sodom. For us to compare ourselves to them, you never, and then by the way, Sodom we know was destroyed. You never open your palace Satan. So, anyway, should be a lesson to us of Tiftach Palace Satan. We do have three, four more lines, no big deal. We'll finish that next week, and then we'll start Kavad uh, Abrios. Have an amazing day. Thank you, you too, Shakur. Shakur. Amazing.